1: Thank you for joining us. As Christians, we are called to live a holy life in all that we think, say, and do. Why? Because God is holy, and as his children, we are holy through him. The Bible repeatedly commands us to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And how can we do that? By humbling ourselves, praying, seeking God's face, and turning from our wicked ways. Then God will hear from heaven and forgive our sins and bring healing to a lost world listen in with bible pen and paper handy as you will want to take notes as pastor rander ministers to us today
2: you've forgotten what the definition of sin really is well let me remind you what is sin underline that right that. what is sin every child right what is sin so you know what it is what is sin? Sin is a violation of the word of God. Anytime God's word says something and you do something contrary to the word, you sin against God himself. That's right. If I'm preaching the word and I'm coming from the scripture and what I'm saying is lining up with the scripture and then you go on out here and do it your way, you're living in rebellion and you're going to shipwreck your life and God's going to chase you in your it. And you know what? You know why I preach so hard? And I come from the book. I don't ever get up here without my book because I want you to see. I'll say verse 5. I'll say verse 15. Turn to this chapter turn to this verse. You say, why so many scriptures? Because I don't want you to think it's Draper talking. It, it is not Draper, it is the Word of God. The power is not in me, it's in the Word. The authority is in the Word. Salvation is herily in the Word. And by the way, when I preach to you, and I preach the word like God has told me to do, then your blood is not on my hand. I'm not going to get your whipping. Now, if God told me to preach, and I'm lackadaisical in my responsibility, then he's going to chase me, and I'm responsible for your spiritual illiteracy. But when I take this book and you see it on the PowerPoint, and you look at me, and I'm we going line from line and word for word, and you see it, and you still gonna act the way you go act, your attitude's gonna stay the same. You nothing's gonna change about you. You get cocky, you get prideful, you get beside yourself. All right, you go on out there with your bad self. All right. God said, look at him. Oh God don't even have to move a finger, God can just look. And mess your life up from, the day, from this point all the way to your death. God will take your joy. That's right. God will put you in a blessed subtraction. The Lord gives and he takes away. God knows how to bring you down. Don't you think he's not in the bringing down business? He'll bring you down. That wife can't do nothing with you. You you crazy in the house, husband. God knows how to bring you down. Wife, you you talking all out of your head and talking too much and uh, saying whatever comes to your mind. You're not kind. You're mean to your husband. He'll bring you down and make you dependent on the very one you've been putting down. What is sin? Sin is a violation of the word of God. It is to neglect the law of God. This book is the book of the law, the word of God. First John 5, 17 A says, all unrighteousness is sin. Anything that is unrighteousness, it, anything that is unrighteous is sin. All unrighteousness is sin. First John 3, 4 also says, uh, sin is lawlessness. Breaking the law of God. You break the laws of man, you get penalized. You get tickets when you go 70 miles an hour in a 50-mile zone. He don't just say, well, welcome to San Antonio. He said, but I didn't see the sign. Well, I'm going to help you Remember. And he keeps right. Now, maybe this will help you see a little bit better now. You'll never forget that sign again, or that red light over there. Well, it just, they just put it out there. You saw it blinking six weeks ago. Sin is lawlessness. And we are in a lawless society. Folk are wanting to do everything that is right in their own eyes. God made us man. You got p- men who want to be women, women that want to be men. Uh, they got neutral gender this you got the legalization of marriage these are one man one woman some folk want three wives and four husbands and listen you're doing good when you can handle one <laughs> what you want with two two wives man you're not doing all you're supposed to be doing with the one you got huh I mean just just show up and be a man and a husband to the one you have you don't have time for a sideline about. Won't y'all say amen? amen? Breaking the law of God, and some of y'all y'all not going out there being sugar daddies, but your sugar daddies in your mind. And the Bible says, whatever you think in your heart, so you you already that you already that. you commit adultery in your in your mind. I would, Pastor Draper's uh, uh, cut this thing short. You've already sinned. You already sin. <laughs> Listen, there's too much sin in folk for me to have little sermonettes. That's right, that's right. You, 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 a football game, unless it's weather-related or something, go four quarters. And don't let it be playoff. They play till the tongue fall out, and then they play, and then they play, and then they play. You don't know who wins. You say, come on, somebody lose. Or somebody win, and you stay right there. You know, it's dangerous, unless it's a, something beyond your control, to leave here on a regular basis before the benediction. That's right. So hurt. You, you can't wait to get out of here. Now, I'm not saying those. I know some of you got to catch planes, and others have to go to work. I'm not talking about you who have to go back out of town. I'm not talking about you. But some of y'all don't have somewhere to go every time. Every time. You can't shake one hand. The person next to you could be suicidal. Could be in depression. You're so quick to get out of here. Lawlessness. You don't love your brother the way you should love him. Sin. What is sin? Sin is to miss the mark of God's righteous standard. It is to miss the mark of God's righteous standard. All of us have missed the mark. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, I've told you what sin is. You know what it is now. or uh, Some of you knew you just forgot or needed to be reminded. Now, I'm going to give you about three of these, and then I'm going to stop, because that's about all you can handle. Okay? I'm going to give you about three of these, unless the Lord just pressed me on, but I'm going to try to stop on these three. Uh, what does, why does God hate sin? Why does God hate sin? You know, God hates sin. He don't play with sin. He hates it. Say hey, He hates sin. Why does God hate sin? And I'll continue this the next time. A, God hates sin because he is holy and desires his children to live holy as we represent Christ on earth. God hates sin because he is holy and desires his children uh, to live holy as we represent him on earth. First Peter chapter one, verse 15 and 16, our text, but as he who call you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Beloved, people sin because they love it. That's why they sin. If sin hurt, they wouldn't be doing it. That's why they do it. They love it. That's why they keep going back to certain places. That's why they keep going back to that woman they should have let go. They, that's why they keep messing with that man. That's why they keep looking at certain stuff they shouldn't be looking at in porn. And all they love it. They love it. Love it. Love it. They sin because they love it. If they didn't listen. If sin was hurting them, they leave it alone. They love it, beloved people. People sin because they love it. Until you possess a deep hatred for sin, you cannot live a life, a holy life that is pleasing to God. I say it again. Until you possess a deep hatred of sin, you cannot
1: live a holy life that is pleasing for God. Thank you for joining us today. As God's children, we have an obligation to show the world a true representation of Christ in us. We are called to live a life of holiness in all things, for we are not conformed to this world. We have been transformed through Christ Jesus by the renewing of our minds. We cannot, we must not, keep our redemption to ourselves. We must fulfill our resolve to live holy in a lost world. Listen with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rand reminds us of God's command to boldly live in holiness and watch God work. B,
2: sin will entangle us. Sin will what? Entangle us. Second Peter chapter 2, verses 20 through 21. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord, and Savior Jesus Christ. They are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered to them. Now this this passage refers to false teachers who had the knowledge of Christ uh, they professed Christ, but had no relationship with Christ, which caused them to be overcome by sin, sinking themselves further into the pollution of this world system. These false teachers also understood the truth, but still turned away from it, which was far, which was a far greater judgment than those who had never heard the gospel. This also can re- can refer to believers. Who were once delivered from the bondage of sin, but relapsed and became more entangled and enslaved by it, which resulted in their latter state being worse than their beginning. When Satan can get you to relapse into something you have been delivered from, usually the relapsing into whatever that sin is, is you, you, worse. It's worse. It would have been better to have never known the gospel than to have known it only to return to the filth of this world system. Finally, but not the least, I'll stop right here. Prerequisites. Unconfessed sin will eventually expose us. Okay? Unconfessed sin will eventually what? Exposes. Numbers 32, 23b says, be sure your sin will find you out. Okay? My friend, you may get by, but be assured that you will not get away. Oh, you can go to the next city, your mama don't see you, daddy don't see you, you, you can go on down to Mexico, Nobody see you. you can go on that business trip. that's right. You can leave that job and tell your wife uh uh I got you t- little anything that sounds legitimate and then you go do- uh, contrary to what you say you're going to do. Hey children, you think you're getting by a Mom and dad, but I'm gonna tell you something when you go off to college when you go off to that school. It's between you and God. Your mama's not your God. Your daddy is not your God. Your God is your God. And wherever you go, God is watching you. God is looking. He is listening. And if he really know you, he knows how to chasten you to the point of, of your crying out. He, he knows how to. He, he, listen, God gives hard whippings. That's right. Here Listen, God'll bless you with a scholarship, and then God'll take it. That's right. There are folk who 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 had full of potential, full of degrees, successful. That's when you got to watch it. It's when you when you're successful, when you got it going. But you got to realize, excuse the English, you ain't all that. Oh, you one step away. From falling into sin, be sure your sin will find you out. And I'm gonna tell you something: if you keep on dibbling and dabbling, what you done in secret, God has shouted from the rooftop. And I'm gonna tell you something: God even knows how to give you a public whipping. Now they used to do that a long time ago. Do, do any of y'all been living long enough to see other folk get a public whipping? wherever they act up, that's where they got. Now they'll call CPS on you now, you know. They got these cell phones, and before you can get our HEB, you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, back there during grandma time, let's go back 25, 30 years ago, and you gonna clown on mama in the store, or, or, or even in the church, and I tell you what, they will yank you up where you are from, everybody. I said, now I said, Sit down. You better not move. And nobody's going to say nothing. They'd say, You better listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, I feel so sorry for this, this young man. This is back with an old location. I close with this. I'm not going to call her now. She's going to be with the Lord. But anyway, she was in the choir. Sandy old sister. Somebody y'all laughing because you know what I'm talking about already. Y'all already know where I'm going. But but anyway, she was in a choir rehearsal uh, in the building over on Riddle and Plaza. And she kept telling that boy kept on moving. I guess he was about maybe 12, 13, something like that. And he just and he he wouldn't listen to her. She was in the choir saying, but that boy was acting up out in out in that doing choir rehearsal now. It wasn't even regular, regular rehe- regular church service. And so she, that boy looked at her. She said, wait a minute. She, she, <laughs> I, I, she was, old. I mean, she's about her 60. She, she came down up there. Come here. <laughs> I'll take you to sit down. Sit down. Ooh, I feel so sorry for that boy. She wore him out. She wore him out. I don't think that boy ever stood up again. <laughs> now, those days are gone. People call C.P.S. on you from the church. I'm tired of folks trying to tell me what to do with my child. If, if I'm not abusing my child, I have to, if my child eating at my house, in my, sleeping in my bed, eating food that they didn't buy for, buy and everything else I can't call, they better do what I say. If they can't do what I say, then, then it's time to not spare the rod, to use the rod. Yeah. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah. That's what the fatty tissue on the backside is for. <laughs> now, never discipline a child when you're angry. Never do that. And never go beyond what's warranted. You be led by the Holy Spirit is to correct behavior, not to wipe them out. (laughs) Some of y'all say, i kill you, and you're really trying to kill them. (laughs) Okay? All right. (laughs) And then sometimes, the child will mess up and they get caught red-handed. You know, sometimes... You have a little mercy, you know what? I should have got you good, but I'm not gonna bother you this time. That that, that's called mercy. You know, that's called mercy. You give them you give them some grace. But now don't play on my grace. I hope you learn from it. And listen, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. And, And God, I have your backing. When you tell them now you're lying and you're trying to come up this lie and then you forget the lie you told three weeks ago all you're doing is compounding your issues with God and those who are in authority over your life be sure your sins will find you out God knows how to humiliate us he knows how to He knows how to God God can take things from us at a moment's notice, and he knows how to hold back the hand of blessing to humble us, but don't let that be. Do all of your lessons have to be hard learned? Let me say this, too, while the way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When we look at television, we see people that are in awful situations that they've brought on themselves, don't we? We see people uh, in—there are people—I don't want to call names, but celebrities and other people— and I look at them. I say, man, when I look at the the situation, and there's some names I just want to call now, but I won't do it. And I see them in those situations. My, I don't say, you know what they got there? How could they have done that? And how did they do that? And boy, they that's sick, and that's this, and that's that. And you 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 thinking them down, and you upset because you thought so much of them, but they fail. But you know what? I say, Lord, have mercy on them. And Lord, let me not go that way. And you know what I always ask myself when I see somebody else fall in humiliation? I Instead of running them down and gossiping them down, I, I say, and here's what you ought to do. Lord, what do you want me to learn from their failure? What are you teaching me through this? How can I grow through this? And then earnestly pray for that person, whomever, whoever they are, whoever they are, you don't have to know them. I don't care what what degree the sin is. They're still made in the creation of God. Ask God to save them through this. Maybe God permitted that to happen so they can find Christ. Say, Lord, save them in the midst of this. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. And Father, uh-huh. sin is so devastating that you came into the world to save us from our sins. Because the truth be told, we've all sinned. Secret sins. Wayward sins, outright rebellion. Lord, you came to save us from our sins. That's why you came to shed your blood on Calvary. Because we all in here we're, we're, we're a bunch of we're all wretches we're wretch. we're undone we're sinners without your grace and your mercy and your love and keeping our eyes fixed on you we can fall we're not so holy that we can't fall we're not so good that we can't fall We don't have so much word of God in us that we can't fall. Help us to walk humbly before you, to make our peace with you, and that you see us every second, every minute, every hour, every day. And one day we're going to answer to you, When mama can't see, daddy can't see, the preacher can't see, the church can't see, the husband can't see, the wife can't see, the siblings can't see, you see. And I pray, Father, that this message straighten up the people of God and move sinners to come crying, what must I do to be saved? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The counselors are standing here. Y'all, that was a that's a very serious message. A call to holiness. You know why the church don't have the power she should have? Is so many folk come to church living in sin. And you're raising up hands and you're singing in the choir, you're in the media, and then you go and you do little things, and sometimes big things and you wonder why the church doesn't have the power she should have. God is saying it's time to straighten up and get right with God. Others of you you don't have a church home. And God is saying it's time for you to settle up and get in a good Bible teaching church that have a reverential fear of God where the word of God is taught. So some of you you're not so certain that if you were to die that you go to heaven at this very moment. Are you sure? Are you absolutely sure that if you died now, you'd be in the presence of God? If you can't say that with absolute certainty, you need to come see these counselors that's extending their hands. You need to see them. God brought you here, and your, your presence here is no accident. God knew before the world was created, you'd be here today. Now, what you gonna do with it? You're gonna brush it off and walk out of here are you going to surrender and say, I'm going to seize my God moment. I'm going to get
1: saved. Sin is a violation of the word of God. When we gave our lives to Christ, we confessed and repented of our sins. We must remember how we felt that day when God freed us from that bondage. We became new in Christ Jesus. We must strive toward holiness every second of every day through fasting and prayer, studying and meditating on God's word. Satan will continue to attack, but we have the victory in Christ Jesus. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching, or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas.